Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Von Arks, here with my co-host, Carrie Egler. And in this episode, back by popular demand, we are doing a seven-figure clothing brand breakdown featuring the popular brand Parks Project. This is a premium National Parks-inspired apparel brand. And while they that may seem a bit too niche, their huge success would state otherwise. If you guys do like this episode, we do have another seven-figure clothing brand breakdown. That is episode number 29, where we break down the super popular brand, Whole Strength. So if you are liking this, we definitely recommend checking that out. So in this episode, we're gonna be taking a look at Parks Project's brand, their products, their website, and their marketing to see what they're doing so well and how we can take clues from their success to grow our brands. But first, real quick, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It helps us reach new listeners and it helps you never miss an episode. So thank you so much. We are always so happy you are here. And just before we hop in, here's a quick word from this episode's sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Gelato, the world's largest print-on-demand network. Gelato enables individuals ranging from e-commerce entrepreneurs to artists and creatives to establish their own global business. The magic of Gelato is that they focus on local production. The item being delivered is produced in the country that the order is placed almost 90% of the time, leading to many benefits such as lower costs, faster delivery times, and most importantly, reducing carbon emissions. The focus on tech to knit together over 130 production facilities across 32 countries is truly unique. Thanks to this, they currently have the highest customer satisfaction score in the print-on-demand industry on Trustpilot. To check them out for yourself, go to sixfigurefounder.com slash gelato and use the discount code POD Playbook, all capital letters, to get 60% off your first order when placed within 72 hours. That's the number six figurefounder.com slash G-E-L-A-T-O. You can also find the link and discount code in the podcast show notes or in the video description on YouTube. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Pumped for this episode because we're doing a another seven-figure brand breakdown. We're going to be going deep into some really cool stuff. Uh, Adrian, what's going on, man? Dude, I'm, I'm doing well, man. I'm fired up for this because last week, someone messaged us. I forget if it was like over DM on Instagram or if it was an email or what, but he was like, dude, I loved your seven-figure brand breakdown really? on whole strength. And I was like, all right. Here we go again. Let's do this again. You know, we did this probably our first one ever was probably I think that was like episode what was that? 29 episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 29. Yeah. Somewhere it there. was Wait. it was episode 29. <laughs> yeah. 29? So if you haven't okay. checked it out, definitely check it out. But we are back for more. We're bringing the value. We're going to do a breakdown of a brand that I really respect a lot called Parks Project. I'm really excited to break it down. Uh, but before we get into that, there's a couple of things we got to talk about, Carrie. First of all, it was an absolute honor speaking at the Launcher Brand Challenge on Saturday morning. I just can't believe how many people give up their weekends to invest in themselves. And it's so cool being able to speak in front of hundreds of just motivated, ambitious, excited people in this program. And I don't know like how you find all the people that you find, but they're always so 
like positive and so uh, just, I don't know, they're just really awesome people to be around. And I love the energy every time I present. It's such an honor. It's, it's so cool. And I'm always just so humbled by hundreds of people here sacrificing their Saturday morning to listen to us. It's so cool. So I'm going to pass the mic to you and let you talk a little bit about the the challenge because I was just a yeah. guest speaker there. It was a total honor. Thank you for that. Well, I know um, everybody really else? appreciated you coming on because like and just really enjoyed it and got a ton of value out of it. Good. But if you don't know what the Launcher Brand Challenge is, Adrian's talking about it. This isn't a plug for it. It's a five day. It's really about seven days, but it's it's a five day live training event. So I go like live. I get comments every time and people are like, this isn't live. If it's live, say my name. And I'm like, Joel. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Mine's blown. Yeah, yeah. Blow oh, it's blown. awesome. Uh, it's an, I, I go live every day for five days. And what I do is I walk people through uh, each step to open their their apparel store, online apparel store. So the first day is like, choose your niche and your name and your logo. Second day is like, how do you come up with designs? Third day, build your store. Fourth day, then we go into marketing. And then the fifth and sixth day, uh, we have some bonus sessions and we have guest speakers and that's where you came in. It's a free event. Uh, we've had over 50,000 people since uh, June of 2020. So over over 50,000 people have been a part of it. This last uh, challenge was our largest ever. We had almost 8,500 people register with for the challenge and interact with the challenge. And, uh, what? and yeah, it, it's absolutely like just, it's, it's wild. It's, it's the most rewarding thing we do. And also, um, the most exhausting thing we do. <laughs> oh, so, I'm sure. I uh, can only imagine. But this event was, uh, definitely our largest ever, uh, overall. And, uh, I'm really thankful to, to be a part of it. Thankful to my team and you for everybody for helping, helping make it possible. And, uh, and then on top of that, uh, we always open our program called Shirt School, which is my online course and community, um, which teaches you, you know, how to get started with a online apparel brand, and uh, just a huge group of students, new new students to the program, new to our world. And so, if you're listening to this, because I know we have lots of podcast listeners, if you're listening listening to this, you're a part of the Launcher Brand Challenge, or you also joined Shirt School. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of it. You make it possible, and it, it was absolutely phenomenal. It was awesome. Cool, man. Well, congratulations on all the success and bringing in all these new people. Injections of, you know, new members. It's so great for bringing the vibe up, bringing the energy up. It's yeah. it's always so much fun welcoming new people, just like we always welcome cool. new people into Six Figure Founder. It's just, there's like, it's good energy all around. And um, so Motivated that's awesome, man. I'm really happy for action. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just want to make an acknowledgement real quick, because early in when you were talking, you actually said niche. And I just I want changed. to acknowledge to the world that you are now, you've come over to the dark side. Yes, I have. Like I've always been, I do use it when it rhymes with something like the yeah, riches, riches are in the ditches. ditches. <laughs> exactly. But like, I am, I'm all about uh, niche, yeah. baby. So the first day of the challenge, I teach <laughs> on finding your niche. And I like, I've been working with you long enough now since I think January <laughs> that you say niche. And I, and I'm like, you know, I just thought more people say niche than niche, even though both are technically right. And I've heard enough people say it and I was like, you know, niche does sound kind of stupid and it also sounds kind of <laughs> dirty. You know, it's, it rhymes with a bad word. So it's like, I'm just going to stop oh, saying no, I just thought it sounded stupid. And I'm like, so many pe other people say niche. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to change over. So the first day of the challenge, I'm training for like an hour, like 90 minutes. 
And yeah. I'd probably say the word niche or niche like 800 times because the whole training is about it. So literally right. the whole training, I kept going, blah, 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 niche, niche, niche. And I was like, I mean, niche. I'm trying to change, guys. <laughs> I just kept saying it like niche, niche, niche. And I kept going back and forth. I think I've trained myself now. I'm almost, I've almost completely stopped saying niche. Now I'm saying niche just to, you know, just to, to be better. <laughs> I guess. Welcome to the dark side, my friend. The reaches are the in the niches. Side. Yeah, the, re the, the reaches are in the niches. The reaches, yeah. are, <laughs> the reaches are in the niches. Doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, but it doesn't. Anyhow, um, let's get to reading review from one of our awesome listeners because we love you guys. We always want to um, show our appreciation and gratitude for you guys. So this, this uh, review on Apple Podcasts, um, this is a really long name and I'm actually just gonna say the whole thing because it's kind of funny how long it is. It's a five star review from Hillal1999672828. We appreciate you. Thank you for the, I hope that's not your phone number <laughs> to give us your, <laughs> um, all right. So here's what they say. If you guys, uh, if you, uh, by the way, if you guys hate the podcast, um, I want you to call, uh, 999-6728. <laughs> 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 sorry keep going all right Silly here we jokes. go headline so much good info and here's what they had to say we started our pod business in april and my husband stumbled across this podcast several weeks later we both binge the episode oh i love hearing that and quickly became loyal listeners carrie and adrian give so much value in these podcasts especially for beginners why struggle when you can learn from people who have already been successful? Just listen, you'll get hooked. Come Man, on. Let's, let's go. go. That, that, so that was a great review. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, Man, it would really help us out if you guys went on and also gave us a review. And we'll just continue shouting people out every single week until we run out of reviews. But if you guys are going on and giving us reviews, then we shouldn't run out. Uh, Keep so leaving them. We love to hear it. We love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. We're just eternally grateful. So one more thing that I want to mention before we just jump into the main event here, I just wanted to shout out one of our members, Anne. Anne, I know you're listening to this podcast. I want to tell you how awesome you are because Anne this weekend did her first. Okay. First of all, let me just give you the backstory. Anne has not been doing this for that long. She's a six figure founder member. She started her brand maybe like this, five months. Maybe, yeah. Maybe she five started months. her brand this year. And she's already just getting like crazy results, crazy opportunities. She's doing such a good job. I just like, she like, it's just so cool because every day we seem to get like another update from her about something crazy. And so the craziest one is that this weekend she did a booth at a tournament in her niche is very niche specific. And she did a tournament uh, or a booth at the tournament and it was her first time ever and she shared all of her lessons learned with the six figure founder community and we really appreciate that because this is like another sales channel in person selling is another sales channel we talk so much about online but she had so much cool insights and feedback to share with the group she talked about how she made some huge connections and was invited to other tournaments that she could um, sell her products at and have a booth. Like we're talking big tournaments that are hard to get into. Um, she made a lot of sales. She got a lot of email subscribers. So those could be sales coming on the back end. And she did, she just took messy and perfect action. And yeah. I just want to say, Anne, we're so proud of you. Like it's, it's like, honestly, it's inspiring 
even for us to hear yeah. what you're doing and like the how quick you're growing and the results you're getting so fast. So I wanted to just take a minute to acknowledge her and share with other people what she's doing. And it, it's just really exciting. So yeah, Carrie, and, any thoughts on and, that? Anything you want to add? She just, Anne's like, Anne's the definition of just like taking so much big action. I mean, like yeah. most people would never even go to an in-person event. Right. But Anne like became the official sponsor of a huge uh, pickleball tournament and mm -hmm. like set up this booth and had like all this cool stuff and brought a TV and like like these big old hangers with all of her designs on there, you know, with the with the and the t-shirts and everything and just just crushed it and just like making connections and just growing like crazy. And so we just love to see that. Like online's amazing. It's the holy yeah. grail, but like yeah we encourage, you know, things like this in-person stuff. Like it's something I've done, set up booths at yep. events and different things and had a ton of success with it. And like the connections you make in person are way more valuable than a lot of the connections you'll make online. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just, uh, it's really cool. So I love it. Great job, Ann. Yeah, I've had other students do it too. And one of them, that was like their primary acquisition channel. They yeah. were always hustling. They were always at these events. And um, they, that's where they made so many of their sales. Yeah. So this is just another sales channel that re isn't really talked about enough, but just the networking alone can be huge. So um, yeah, she also mentioned that she made five sales before she even set up her booth. Like while they were setting super, up. Yeah, super awesome. awesome. And what else I loved is that she was kind of like optimizing things and, and, and making changes throughout the tournament. So yeah. it was really cool. Like, for example, she had like a QR code that you could sign up to um, for a chance to win, uh, I think, a gift card or a prize or something like that. And she she decided to kind of split test. She noticed that I guess a lot of people weren't using it. So she split test, like putting out like old school, like pen and paper with a little like, container that people could write in their information, their email and then throw it in. And she said so many more people kicked it old school and they did that. And even the young, super young people were in there like pen and paper writing on. Not many people well, use the QR code. There's something, there's something about psychologically about seeing the bowl full of entries, mm. you know what I mean? As opposed Agreed. to entering it in online. You don't get to see all the people who have already entered kick in the FOMO, kick in the, you know, all the yeah. things. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool True. that you recognize that and just made the switch. Yeah, that was one of, of multiple things. And now she knows like moving forward, other things that she wants to do. So yeah. her lessons learned was so helpful. I was like reading, I was like, this is amazing. So this good. is this is gonna help every member in the community. So Love it. Uh, anyone that wants to do boots, but anyhow, all right, let's shift gears and let's do our seven figure clothing brand breakdown. And you know what? This is actually probably an eight figure clothing brand breakdown Ooh. because this brand is highly successful. So I wanna kind of, introduce the brand what we're going to do is we're going to break it down we're going to break it down into a similar format that we did last time so we start with niche or and or brand then we talk about designs then we talk about their website then we talk about their marketing and i just want to introduce this brand because they've actually got such a cool story that uh i think people are going to be really inspired by and you know maybe it'll even give people inspiration with their own brand so their niche, they're called Parks Project, and their niche, like it, like in the name, is National Parks Inspired Apparel. That is their niche. So their mission says, we're empowering the next generation of park champions to preserve the parks we love and leave it better than we found it. 
I really, really think that's a powerful mission statement. And it just strikes right to the core of anyone who's super passionate about the national parks. So uh, I think they did a really good job with that. This company, what I also really like about them is they really niche down. They are not just targeting the nature niche. They're not even just targeting the hiking niche, which is a great niche. Mm -hmm. um, they're specifically targeting the national parks niche. And while some people might think that that's a little bit too niche, really their numbers would suggest otherwise. They're a huge brand with more than 20 employees, over 780,000 followers on Instagram, a very passionate following of park lovers who volunteer to do park cleanups. They've donated over $2.5 million to help fund vital projects in national parks around the US. And get this, Carrie, their brand has created partnerships with both National Geographic and REI. Two wow. like household names. Most people, even if you're not in the hiking niche or the outdoors niche, you know National Geographic and REI. And that is the power, in my opinion, of a brand who is crystal clear on their niche, who doubles down on their ideal target audience, really creating products for just for their with their ideal target audience in mind. And that's very mission based. So one thing we talk about in Six Figure Founder is there's a lot of power in having a mission based brand, like something that stands for something, something that people are very passionate about. And they want to they want to stand with you and shout their passion out on the rooftops. So um, these guys did such a good job with that. And I actually think that their niche is just a such a massive differentiator. Uh, and through their many initiatives, they have attracted seriously raving fans who share the same passion for national parks. Um, I also want to share their story because you might think like, oh, this is this brand is so big, so successful. But dude, these guys started just like so many of us started in garages, at coffee shops, at our kitchen table. And mm -hmm. it's very humbling hearing the story and how it evolved over time. And this is generally how it is for every brand. We start simple, we start quick and dirty, we take messy and perfect action, and we optimize, evolve, and we get better over time. Like you don't have to have everything perfect at the beginning. In fact, we would advise that you don't. Just focus yeah. on getting something really simple, a minimal viable product up, and then you can always be improving. You can update your website anytime, you can change up your social media anytime, you can be adding products anytime. Um, so I wanted to share their story and kind of give you the timeline because I wanna show you how they went from zero to millions and millions of dollars in sales. Um, so I'm gonna just kind of go through this. I got this off of their website and um, their website for anyone that's curious is parksproject.us. That is their website. So here's their story. During our time volunteering in the Santa Monica mountains, we learned that environmental damage and a lack of funding had brought our parklands to the brink of crisis. Like any, uh, like any other situation, we decided to look for helpers. What we found were unique projects that needed funding, tireless volunteers that needed support, and a global community of nature lovers just waiting for a call to action. Out of our love for the parks and our desire to see them flourish, Parks Project was born. So this was in 2014. This brand has wow. actually been around for a long time. This is an OG. Uh, 2015, the next year, 
operating out of garages, cars, and coffee shops. Sounds familiar. Uh, we made it to our first trade show where Come we were on. lucky. Come on, we just talked about a trade show. Come we on, we really just talked about trade shows, guys. Let's connect the dots here. Um, so we made it to our first trade show. This is actually really funny. Where we were lucky enough to be placed next to the coffee cart. So people waiting in line were forced to learn about us. I love that. That's so funny. The next year, 2016, we became an official partner of the national parks. Huge. 2017, our, te 2017, our team expanded to a whopping nine people, which meant it was finally time for an office. Those, that, uh, those new hires helped us build out our website, attract 100,000 Instagram followers, and all of a sudden we couldn't keep our items on the shelf. Boom. The power so, of e-commerce. Wait, stop there. Did they not even have a website until 2017? I don't know. Like, like maybe that's what's crazy. Is like they maybe built not. out their website. They attracted. It sounds like their first hundred thousand Instagram followers, and just kind of blew up. But it sounds like before that they were just selling at trade shows and like getting the word out, helping parks. You know, their first donation wow. was only twelve hundred bucks in twenty fourteen to to the. Uh, <laughs> Santa Monica mountains in that, in whatever they were doing there. So yeah. like, crazy. Keep going. Yeah. So cool. So 2017, three years later, they had this, they had a team come on to help them with their website, attract hundred thousand Instagram followers. And all of a sudden things started selling like crazy. That's the power of e-commerce. Um, your reach just expands exponentially. 2018, the momentum from the year before took us to a new level. Thanks in part to awesome partnerships with National Geographics and REI. Think about that, Carrie. It took them four years before they got to having a partnership with these two massive mm -hmm. companies. And this is why we always stress that in this space, you must think long term. Think about if after like one or two years, they were like, oh, no, we haven't made enough sales. We're going to throw in the towel. There's, there's, no, there's no potential here. They would have missed out on opportunities with National Geographic and REI. Most so, people give up in the first 30 days, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, serious. Exactly. It's like, and it took them yeah. three or four years of, of, you know, grinding it out to start to get really national success. Yeah. You know, and, and what's ironic is I've literally never met anyone in my entire life. I've met a lot of six, seven and eight figure brand owners. I've never met a single one that had this crazy early out of the blue, like overnight success. It took me eight months to get to six figures with my first brand. But for the six, for the first six months, man, it was for the first seven months, it was a lot of hustling, just dropping new designs, seeing what worked, nothing seemed yeah. to be sticking, but I was getting better all the time and learning and optimizing. Mm -hmm. But like it took eight months and then the second round, it took 14 months to get to just six figures. Yeah. But it took me like, to six figures. It probably, it probably took me at least a year or longer to get, I mean, probably longer than that to get to just a total of six figures, which I, yeah. I thought, I thought that I had really, really early success. Cause I think my, I think my first month somehow I squeezed out like $4,000 in sales, which was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then that it kind of like really crazy. Yeah, for it went month. up, it went up really fast, but then it came crashing down and that's a whole nother story. But, uh, it took a long time when you look at it, when you look yeah. at it in those terms, like, yeah, six figures took a long time to get there. A year to get to six figures is like very normal. You know, I mean, a lot I would of say that's even still fast. Like, yeah. I mean, some a six people figure brand in a year. That's like abnormal success. 
I would, yeah, you, you like, you got to put in the work and you yeah. got to stay consistent if you want to see those kind of results in the first 12 months. But it's important for, I think it's important for people to realize that because one thing that like I'm really adamant about is like, this is not a get rich quick scheme. It never yeah. has been, it never will be. And I don't know any get rich quick schemes that are actually legit where people make a lot of money for doing no work. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. this is a legitimate business that you are building that you need to take action and stay consistent. And at a minimum, you should commit to 12 months at a freaking minimum. You should yeah. be like, I'm going to give this everything I got for 12 months Absolutely. at a minimum. And ideally you would be like, no, I'm going to build a brand here. That's going to be crazy successful. I'm going to like, there is no end in sight. I'm just going to keep building and building and building. And maybe I'll sell out for a huge payout one day. Maybe I'll just keep this forever. Who knows? Yeah. But that's the kind of attitude that like think long-term, that long-term mindset that I, I notice is a trend of a lot of really successful brands. You talk to them, they they didn't say like, oh, I, I told myself I was going to give it 90 days and see how it went. I've never met any like that. And I've never met any that really took off after 90 days. So um, I'm getting kind of off track, but it's something I'm very passionate about. Uh, all right, back back to the timeline. We're talking 2018. So they just created partnerships with Natural Geographics and REI. They two more team members. Uh, meant we were on the move again. And with more focus on our online sales, we were able to give back over $300,000 to the parks. That's 100X what they gave back three years prior. Guys, like just 100X. listen to these numbers. The growth is exponential. You know, like they started like all of us and then they saw exponential growth over time. But clearly these people were thinking long-term. They were not just doing this for six months and then gonna, you know, peace out. Uh, all right. 2019, the Volunteer Alliance is born, which connects leaders and volunteers to host work days all over the country. Skip two years, 2021, we hit the $2 million contributed mark. We also introduced a new collection of products such as camp chairs, hammocks, and all over prints, which are perfect if you're in the parks niche. Those are literally like such complimentary products, which is awesome. We continue to collaborate with artists and lifestyle brands inspired by our mission. Man, these guys are awesome. We hosted cleanup programs from Los Angeles to New York and grew to 22 employees located across the country. That's impressive stuff. It's pretty amazing. I've got a, I've got some stats here. You want me to go to the stats? Drop them on us. Let's move All on right. to the stats. Yeah. So this is, it gets a little juicy here. So I, I like to do these estimates. You know, these are not official, uh, but I like to try to estimate uh, what the, what they're actually doing in revenue. Uh, and we're mainly just, this is online revenue. They're probably actually doing way more than this. As you mentioned, I, I think I tend to agree with you with them being in, in, in stores from what we can see and everything mm -hmm. they're doing, the amount they're contributing yeah, I think if they're contributing that much, like they got to be making a lot, right? Uh, Absolutely. I think they're probably somewhere in that eight figure, which is $10 million per year. Yeah. Maybe between six, seven, and $10 million a year. So I went and looked up their, their traffic. So in July 2023, they got 291,000 visits to their website, approximately 291,000 visits. And also, it's really funny how similar this is to whole strength they got almost the same amount we did whole strength last time I, went, I had to go i had to go look because i was like yeah isn't they're pretty they're actually pretty close in traffic online traffic so two hundred ninety-one thousand awesome. visits in july we're going to assume a two percent conversion which is typical on shopify stores mm -hmm. there's probably a little bit higher but we're going to assume two percent 
So that means they had about 5,820 orders in July on their website. Um, this is where it gets tricky. Average order value, total guess. All that we can really do is look at the price of their products and mm -hmm. kind of go from there. So let me stop for a second. Adrian, maybe we're going to go through this a little bit later. Their t-shirts are 38 to $40. Yeah, we, we were going to talk about that later because this is clearly a premium, premium. lifestyle brand. Like they yeah. are a premium national parks inspired lifestyle brand. And now they that's offer huge. They not only offer t-shirts, but they've got um, shorts. They've got uh, they've got like sweatshirts, like, like jackets, sweatshirts, uh, which I'm sure that they've expanded throughout. You know, hats, uh, hammocks, and chairs, and different things. Everything is printed on, so it's all like custom printed merchandise. A lot of this mm. stuff you could definitely sell with print on demand. And I'm looking totally. at these. I'm looking at these. A lot of these designs. I'm like, yeah, we could design and sell that like easy with print on demand. A lot um, of them you could literally create in Canva. Yeah, and we'll talk about that more when we get into design. But section. my like. I would like to make a much higher guess because uh, their average order value could be like 70, 80 bucks, honestly. Depends on what they're selling the most. Their best sellers are a lot of t-shirts, but even priced at $40, you'd think their average order value is probably close to 60. Mm -hmm. We're just going to say uh, around 50 to $60. That's going to put them between about 250 to $300,000 a month in revenue at like a 50 to $60 you know, average order value. I think it could be as high as probably 350 to 400K per month. Um, so anyways, we're going to say there's somewhere online sales, somewhere between like three and $5 million per year uh, with the mm. potential when you add in all the other areas that they're selling, REI, different you know, retail locations, uh, national parks, different things. They could be in that eight-figure range to say like six to, to 10 million. So at least I would at least I would say three to five million dollars online in annual revenue uh, is where I would put them. I think that's very fair. I think that's a very fair estimate. Like fifty dollar average order value when their t-shirts are low. thirty to forty dollars. Yeah. And you know, you know that the people shopping on their site are passionate. This is not a general store where someone goes and there's only one design on the entire website that actually appeals to them and invokes, you know, evokes emotion and relatability to them. The, the entire website is made for national park lovers. So I am, I have no doubt that it's around that at a minimum around the $50 AOV mark. And they're both selling physically and they're selling like in stores, I'm sure through wholesale, uh, and then they've got this huge, these huge e-commerce sales coming in as well. So they've got like multiple channels. They're firing at all cylinders. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I just want to kind of summarize the niche because these guys are a prime example of a brand that really niched down. And this is something oh, that man. we teach, that we preach, that we say all the time. And it's so nice to have some examples that people can look at and be like, oh yeah, I see what they're doing here. I see that their mission is aligned. I see that their products are all on point. They're all like specifically created for their ideal target audience who are national park lovers. They're a premium lifestyle brand, which is like cool. Like their products are really cool. Their imagery is really cool. You want to wear their stuff. Um, but just kind of summarizing the niche very clear and very passionate niche. There is no ambiguity with their niche. Um, and we know for a fact that national park lovers are very passionate. Next, they differentiated from so many other nature brands just by drilling down their niche a layer deeper, maybe even two layers deeper to national parks. Cause you could say, you know, nature, 
you could drill down one layer and go to something like hiking. And then you could drill down another layer and go down to something like national parks. So they've really like dialed it in, which I love. And what I love about Parks Project is that they are so much more than just a brand. This is a movement. This is a movement of national park enthusiasts for national park enthusiasts. And aside from just selling apparel, they are an entire community. They do so much. They do habitat and wildlife restoration. They have national parks visitor programs. They do advocacy and education. They do youth initiatives. They do volunteering. Like the list goes on. This is not, these guys are going to stand out from just any t-shirt brand. Mm -hmm. This is, or any t-shirt business. This is a dialed in, passionate movement. And they did such a good job with this clothing brand. Is there anything else you want to add in the kind of brand niche excerpt before we go on to designs? Yes, briefly, I've got a few, yeah. uh, few kind of one. I've got one specifically kind of crazy thing. So, uh, so there's there's three things I want to say. Hopefully, I can get them out. The first one is um, this. So I looked it up. You might be wondering, Adrian, how many national parks are there? How many national parks are there? Because we talked about this is very niche down. Yeah. How many do you think there are? You maybe know. How many do Man, you think I, there are? Man, I love national parks. I've actually been to okay. so many with my wife. We're very passionate about national parks. However, I have no clue how many there actually are. I, okay, I, so like, I don't know, numbers, maybe, maybe like 100? I have no clue. I'm going to give you two I'm going to give you two numbers. The <laughs> okay, first okay. number is already specific like or the first number is already significantly smaller than I thought it was going to be. I was okay. thinking like if they're doing Ten, eight figures potentially of revenue. This has to be, there has to be thousands of national parks is what I, I was, I was kind of thinking, but I was like, but could there be, so there's 423 national park sites. Mm. Okay. Here's where it gets crazy. Only 63 of them actually have national park in the name. Mm. So what that tells me, and if you go on their website, I think it, 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 it uh, actually echoes this. They're only going to focus on the most popular of, the most popular of those 63. Right. And if it doesn't have national park in the name, you've got, you know, Yellowstone national park, big mm -hmm. Sur national park, Joshua Death Valley Tree. national park, like, uh, all, all these ones, if it doesn't have national park in the name, it's probably not super well known. So they're probably not going to be making merchandise for that. So I just kind of blew mm -hmm. my mind that the max potential of design ideas is limited to around 63 national parks. Like, yeah. Now they're they're doing other things. Don't get me wrong, but like, think about how small that is for, you know, the potential. You know, you've got a small portion of those sixty three that are actually very very well known. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty crazy. What I will you say know. about that though is like, if you you can come up with so many designs, sure. just about one national park alone, like Joshua Tree, yeah. super popular. You could come out with like 20 Joshua Tree designs. And if someone really loves that park, which a lot of people really do, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they bought like three or four or five. Another thing I could see is if someone hits these national parks, maybe they make like a tradition where they always buy a shirt when they go hike the park. So maybe they're yeah. passionate about the parks project and they're one of their raving fans. And they're like, every time I go to national park, I'm going to buy a shirt for that national park and I'm going to go wear it there. And so they're buying like, National park enthusiasts go to a lot of national parks. They could be buying like 20 shirts over time for 20 different parks that they're going to. That I totally agree. I totally agree with you. I just think what's so interesting is like we tend to what we see. I think what we see people do a lot actually in this niche specifically, what we see people do a lot 
in our students and Six Figure Founder, also in shirt school, is they want to just go like, well, I'm just going to create an outdoors brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, look at this potentially, t- uh, I keep wanting to say 10, but I mean 10 million, eight figure brand that is only focused around 63 national parks or actually probably less. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. they could have, they could have just been like, we want to support national parks, but we're just going to be an outdoors brand so that we have uh, you know more things to talk about and more things, you know, appeal to more people, but they, the but argument. they niche, they niche that far down. So it's like, even they could have went to hiking or, you know, like mountain climbing and those kind of things, but they went, no, we're just going to focus on the national parks. And I just think to, to kind of not to go against what you're saying, cause I totally agree with you. Uh, but when their designers are going back to, to create new designs, they're like, well, which one of the 63 are we going to like, it's just like, that's all you got. You, you got to start there. You know what I mean? You got to start there. Like, well, let's create another one about Joshua tree. You know, right. it's kind of like, right. so anyways, I just think that's interesting. A couple other things. I'll make these ones brief. Number two is, uh, their ideal customer. So their ideal customer to me looks like definitely a younger person, Mm-hmm. Um, up to, I would say like mid thirties, maybe late thirties. So it's going to be in like this 18 to I maybe, maybe 20, 20 ish, 23, uh, up to, um, up to like maybe 40. So it's going to be like 20 to 40, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of 18 year olds in here, but no. I do see a lot of like late twenties, early thirties, uh, kind of people in here. Yep. So they very much know who their demographic is. They've got they've got that dialed in, right? All their people, they fit this category of outdoorsy, you know, adventurous, somewhat young people. I would say millennials. Millennials would probably be, probably. Yeah. It looks like millennials on their website mainly. So that, that's another thing I wanted to point out. Um, so what do we got? We got niche, the niche is niche down talking about the customer. I feel like there's one more thing and I can't remember what it was, but I'll probably, I'll probably think of it later. Uh, I will say one, I will say one thing about their designs is they're not all like, uh, they're not all just national park designs. Yeah. So these guys actually got pretty creative, which I really love. Like if you guys check out their website, you'll see like they've got really cool designs. But another another thing I like is they've got like a variety of colors. They've got cool colors that really match for that niche, like uh, green, which just makes so much sense for any nature-based uh uh, niche and any nature-based mm-hmm. brand, but they've also got that kind of off-white. I don't know what you call it, like a natural color. It's not white. It's not brown. It's cream. Yeah, like cream. Exactly. Like a cream color. And I also think that they do a really good job of incorporating design trends, mm. which is huge yes. because they're trying to be a lifestyle, a premium lifestyle brand. And you can see like they're using trendy fonts. They're using trendy colors. They're using trendy like trendy kind of style designs and so every year you can be coming out with uh like popular colors that seasonal popular color you can be releasing designs with popular um graphics or popular fonts and i think they're doing a really good job of that i think that the third thing i was going to say in relation to that is just to the niche overall and the kind of the design of the brand is uh they have this very clear cause and mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to bring that out because that's something we, we teach on and talk about in our, uh, grow your brand workshop, our two day, our two day live event, not the launch your brand challenge, the grow your brand workshop, <laughs> two different things. That's our two day live event, uh, uh, coming up in a few weeks, but, um, yeah. that, that cause, right. They've got a cause 
that they are giving back. They've even got the number up at the top right of their website, mm-hmm. which says, you know, 2.575 million given back to Parklands. You can click on it and see that. So their mission and their cause is so clear. So when you like, it's just all these elements that we always talk about. That's why I'm getting so excited is because I'm like, they have, uh, they have a, a very clear, clearly defined niche. They know who their customer is very, very specific. Um, they're using trends, you know, fonts and color schemes, even with these that are not only related to their niche, you know, just the color schemes alone, right? The off whites mm-hmm. and the creams and the browns and the tans. It's mm-hmm. all like outdoorsy colors. Uh, and then the cause, I think, I think the, I think, I don't think I said that. So those things like, man, those are all elements that we teach and talk about. And it's so cool yeah. to see those come together in such a huge, uh, amount of success from that. Yeah. I mean, they're also certified B Corp, which is like, is so in alignment with their values. If you click on that number that they've donated on the, the announcement bar on their website, it says we have a passion for the outdoors and believe it's our responsibility to promote, protect and preserve public lands. Like there's so many people that would align with this. There's so many people like, yeah, that's me too. Like I love the national parks. I want to preserve them forever. I love hiking them. And it's just, like these guys are so on point. They've done such a good job of niching down. And I know we're talking about niche a lot in this episode, but like niche is so important. There have been so many people in T-Shirt Legends Academy, my coaching program that really struggle with niche. And honestly, the biggest struggle I see the most consistently is being way too broad. And I get it. I was kind of the same way when I first started out. I was like, well, why would I limit the people that I want to market? Can I just build to everyone? No, 100% no. It's going to make it very hard to stand out. It's going to be very competitive. It's going to be hard to get raving fans. Like you got to you gotta hold a position. You got to believe yeah. in something. You got to stick a, a, a flag in the ground and be like, this is what we believe. This is why our brand exists. And yeah. people are going to find you and they're going to love you for it. And they're going to be like, yes, that is me. And even if there's a lot of people that totally don't feel that way or totally don't agree, who cares? Those just aren't your customer. That's totally fine. Like you are trying to appeal to a subset of the population that is very passionate about what you represent and what you stand for. And uh, that, that's why we always recommend niching down and not just being broad. It's said that if everyone is your customer, no one is your customer. <laughs> I totally believe that. Like these guys, I would way rather buy from Pars Project than I would the identical shirt from Walmart because Walmart doesn't stand for, they're not a certified B Corp. They don't stand for the national parks. They're not donating like a massive chunk. They're not organizing uh, volunteer events and doing advocacy and doing all these other things. Like I would absolutely pay more money for this brand who I truly believe in, who I feel like I identify with and align with, then I would going and paying like $8 for a shirt from Walmart that really represents nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um, all, all right. Let's get on to number two. Let's move on to number two. Do you want to start on this one or do you want me yeah. to take it? No, uh, I'll do it. Number two, uh, The so uh, did we cover that we're breaking down? We're breaking down niche designs, website, and marketing. Yep. Quick tease, if you're still listening, Stay tuned because we're going to get to the marketing portion at the end. I know that's, everybody loves that part. Yeah. Um, so that's coming up. That's the last category. So number two is designs. Uh, their designs are really not complex. They could be made in even like simple programs like Canva and those kind mm-hmm. of things. And, you know, some of these kitty like even look like they could have been templates. You know, they're not really like yeah. too crazy. You know, it could have been a t- you get a template of the sun and then you edit it into a parks shirt. Like it's not that it's not that hard. 
Uh, but a lot of them are text-based. Most of them have have text on them, along with the support some supporting imagery. Um, I also think like you could do some really cool stuff in AI that would be in this vein. Like if, mm. if you go into Mid Journey and you're doing some, you ask it for some of these outdoor elements. Uh, it'll come up with some really really cool things that you could then add text to in something like Canva. So the, the designs are pretty simple. Um, let's see. So yeah, uh, they're very, very niche focused. They, we talked about the color schemes a little bit, the color yep. colors that they're using, you know, forest greens, uh, these light kind of green colors. They're, they're, they're almost the way I would describe it. If you're listening on audio and I, you can't see, you can't see what we're looking at on screen park parks, project.us, but the way I would describe it is comfort colors. You know, if you go, mm. if you go look at comfort colors, the brand, those are the kind of colors they're using. So comfort colors is a t-shirt blank brand. They may be using comfort colors. I would not be shocked if they're actually using comfort colors blanks, but it's those kind of colors that are, that are very like vintage washed. You know, they, they really speak to that brand identity of being an outdoor type brand. And then along with mm -hmm. the color schemes and the designs, uh, just, perfect for their their niche uh one other thing we wanted to yeah. point out is that uh, they also have custom branding so they are charging 40 dollars per t-shirt but they have every t-shirt you know with a custom printed tag on the inside or it doesn't have a tag but it's custom printed their logo their brand name mm -hmm. uh, on the in on the inside of the neck so uh they're custom branded so to the average consumer they're coming to the website and they're like oh they make these 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 products when in reality, especially you know, most of these products are probably Comfort Colors blanks or some you know some other company that makes these blanks and then they're just they're branding them and charging forty dollars for them, right? Increased perceived value, baby. Yeah, that's what they, it's all about. Yeah, and that and and keep in mind also that it's not just about the custom branding and the high quality imagery; those are parts, but the cause that they have add so much value as you said because you go to walmart you're gonna buy the eight dollar t-shirt about with some national park on it as soon as they you add a cause to that there's an increase in value and you go man i would pay more because part of my money is going to this cause you know mm -hmm. to support this cause so especially like especially with them being certified b corp that's a huge differentiator from someone like walmart who is not certified b corp and it makes them really stand out. There's a lot of people. My wife is actually one of them. She loves buying certified B Corp. Like if she sees that a company is certified B Corp, the likelihood that she will buy from that brand, she buys a lot of online, she does a lot of online shopping. Um, the likelihood that she's going to buy from that brand significantly goes up. And it's very aligned because this is the environmental niche. That's something people really, really care about. If you care about national parks, you likely care about the environment. And knowing that a company is certified B Corp, it means that they're making a massive effort to keep their products eco-conscious, eco-friendly. And it just really aligns with everything that this brand stands for. Um, but just yeah, to kind of, oh, I sorry, go ahead. It, I was going to say, I said certified, uh, certified B corporations are businesses that meet the highest standards of verified social and environmental performance, public transparency, and legal accountability to balance profit and purpose. So there's a couple, I think it, it's, it's, it, there's a couple of things that are a little bit up to interpretation as far as like what Google says, but for mm. the most part, it's like the highest level of environmental performance, but also like the transparency, right? Like they're going to be mm. transparent and that's why they advertise how much they've given and those kind of things because they're they're certified B and the expectation is 
to be transparent and also to have a high level of environmental uh, awareness and care. A lot of people care about that and a lot of people will pay more for that. They say here, we're continually working to improve our supply chain and reduce our footprint with every product made. This is this is like not even an apples to apples comparison with Walmart. Like if, even if it was this exact That's same a bad shirt, comparison, bro. You're, what's that? That's a bad comparison. We love Walmart. It, it's a, it, <laughs> no, but like, this is like two different audiences, man. Mm -hmm. Like the people that are buying from this brand, they're happy to pay premium prices. They're like, okay, like this brand stands for something. Yeah. They align with my values. They're certified B Corp. So they're actually making such an effort to be environmentally friendly. They're creating on trend, cool, trendy products. Uh, and they donate a part of their portions to the parks. Well, I think, I think maybe a more apples to apples comparison would just be to think of, hey, go pop up a Shopify, a, you know, a regular Shopify website with no cause and just pop a bunch of t-shirts with with national parks on them mm -hmm. well you might be able to charge 20 or 25 dollars at most you know with just popping these designs up but like attaching that cause to it is what allows them to spend so much more but it also is the brand loyalty which we've talked about mm -hmm. they're going to yeah. get customer after repeat customer after repeat customer we talked about that in one recent episode uh go listen to it, it says the profit mm -hmm. is in the repeat sales like the way that you get those repeat sales one of those elements is this kind of brand loyalty, mm -hmm. right? So you might be able to pop up a, there might be a comparable Shopify website that's just selling a bunch of random national park shirts, but they're not going to sell as much. They're not going to get as repeat, as many repeat customers, and they're not going to be able to charge the premium prices because they don't have that cause, right? And they don't have the, right. the, the great branding and all those kind of things that this website has. Yeah, there's something I heard uh, someone say, I forget who said it, but they said products plus passion equals profits. Mm -hmm. And I was like, boom, boom. Like that is so, so true. You're gonna get the most diehard National Parks lovers supporting this brand. And those people aren't even gonna consider Walmart. They're not even gonna consider them. They're at a totally different level. They're like, absolutely not. I'm not yeah. gonna support that, you know? Um, so yeah, I just think that these guys just did a really good job of that. And I also want to say one other thing when it comes to designs, this is more like in terms of the products, they did a really good job of curating products that make a lot of sense for their niche. Like the stuff they sell hats mm. makes a lot of sense. They've got hammocks. They've got all sorts of like cool, crazy products. It's not just apparel. Like I'm pretty sure if you look at their best sellers, a lot of it is apparel at the top. It's apparel products, but they also sell coolers. They sell uh, hammocks. They sell uh, packable camp chairs. They they have all sorts of products. They have uh, minimalist national park playing cards. Like they've got all it. sorts of products yeah, that are cooler, so on brand. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, yeah. Like it's good because but, I feel like sometimes there's brands that there's an opportunity for them to find uh, br products that make r a lot of sense for their brand based on their niche and like print on a man. It seems like, dude, it seems like you can literally print on almost anything these days. This selection just keeps growing. And so I like seeing when people are intentional about introducing new products that actually make a lot of sense for their brand as opposed to just having totally random products. Yeah, for sure. I was trying cool. to look up, I was trying to look up, uh, because they've got an igloo cooler and I wanted to know how much that thing sells for. So like, mm. like the, with, without the, uh, without the stuff on it. 
So like it looks uh, like they collaborated with Igloo, Igloo yeah. Times Parks Project, Equal. Well, but, but like everybody's seen that Igloo cooler. Like that's mm-hmm. the, you know, that's like the standard like old school '90s like Igloo cooler. So like a pretty close one here, like a small a small cooler Igloo that's pretty similar, twenty four ninety nine. Dang, this one's fifty nine ninety nine. That is, it's the same flipping brand. Yeah, it's yeah. the same brand. They just have their design on it. And obviously, they're giving a portion to to the, all the things that they're doing. It's sixty bucks, dude. It's almost three times the cost. Okay, but what's crazy that if you know anyone that's not looking at the website like we are right now is that this is in the top ten best selling products. People are freaking buying this igloo parks project eco cool uh, uh, carrier case. What do you even call it? Like, uh, like I I think it's uh, like a cooler. Like you just. It's like a handheld cooler that you take with you, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's like a super small one. Like you could put like I mean, it probably says on there. You put like maybe four cans in there, six cans at most. Like it's tiny. Top ten best selling products, man. Yeah, They're doing something wild. right because like their this, margins okay, are probably on. awesome. We just talked about them like potentially like white labeling cust- uh, comfort colors blanks. Potentially, we're just guessing. Mm-hmm. But like this one's got the flipping brand on it. Like you know, it's an igloo cooler. You know you can go get one for cheap. They sell these things. They literally you're talking about Walmart. Don't go, they literally sell these freaking things at Walmart. The exact same one. <laughs> it's $25. Like Yeah, man. It's so it's just it's so interesting when you start to add the cause. You start to add the the branding, you start to <laughs> the branding, add the, the imagery, the, the imagery, the loyalty, this all the all the things. Uh it's yeah. Actually, well, you know what? Four and a half I, out of five stars. Dude, I, I think I, I'm kind of wrong here because actually on their website, so on the Igloo website, the exact same one, exact same one. This one's a red one. It's fifteen ninety nine. It's a uh, yeah, fifteen ninety nine. Not it's a kidding. It's markup, isn't it? Yeah. This is the exact same one. Like, that's dude, but that's amazing. This just like reinforces the power of brand. The power of a brand with that that's super like dialed in on their niche and has a following of passionate raving fans. They're gonna buy yeah. this stuff from you. They call it the Playmate, and that's literally what you can find on their website. You can just look on the Igloo website. You can look Easy. for Playmate. Yeah, and just the just the standard one is like fifteen bucks. Like it's crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, have a brand. Keep it All right, yeah. let's let's keep it rolling. Let's talk about section number three. So we've talked about the niche, we've talked about the designs. Now we're gonna shift gears and talk about the website. Man, their website is so good. So good. Uh, really cool story. Like if you go on their website and check out the story, the way they laid it out, it's like a mm-hmm. timeline style. It, it's just so so cool. Uh, you want to get behind this brand if you're passionate, like they are about the same thing. Uh, high quality product and lifestyle imagery. So one thing that I notice is they're really increasing their perceived value on their website. It's very professional looking. Their images are really high quality. They have a good mix of, um, of high quality imagery and lifestyle imagery. They have models that look like their ideal target audience. Like Carrie said, probably like 20 to 40 years old, 20 to 45 years old. Most of the people are kind of falling that age range. Most of them look pretty fit, i.e. they're hikers of national parks. They look pretty fit. And in a lot of the lifestyle images, most of the lifestyle images, they're in the outdoors. Of course, they're probably at national parks. Yeah, but they don't uh, look, they're fit, but they're not like, not like buff. Like, you know, no, I mean? like they're not they, like, they don't, it doesn't make jacked. it look like a fitness brand. You know, they're, they're no. just like normal bodies. <laughs> 
They look like the type of people that walk a lot. Well, I was even going to say, on, it, it, actually, if you go on their Facebook page, like their cover photo is like mm. a not very fit dude. <laughs> so like, Interesting. You know, yeah, like it's, they're definitely not going for like, I was just saying they're not going for like a buff, buff people. You know, like it's, it's, yeah, anyways. They're not going for shredded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not going for shredded, but they're, they're normal, like, they're normal every, people. Yeah. Everyone looks kind of like average weight and they yeah. look, they look like hikers. That's you on know, purpose. They're not going to the gym every day, but they're doing you know a lot I mean? of hikes. What's that? I'm saying that's on purpose. Like that's right. on purpose. Right. Right. Yeah. They don't have models. Like they don't look like models, like super skinny models. They don't like look like super Jack people. You're right. They look like really relatable and identifiable people that's that you would come across with that would, you would cross paths with at a national park. That's a great, great way to put it. So, um, what else can we say? Oh, another thing that I love about their website is the social proof. Man, you could never have enough social proof. They have customer reviews. They have lifestyle imagery. They have user-generated content. And if you go to their social media grid, which is beautiful, because they've got so many beautiful national parks on there, um, you can see the same thing. A lot of lifestyle imagery, a lot of user-generated content, although it's like high-quality user-generated content. like. It, it might not, it might just look like user generated content, but be done by a professional photographer. I'm not entirely sure, but yep. it, it looks professional. They did a really good job with that. And this all aligns with the premium pricing. There's like Carrie said, they're selling their t-shirts from 38 to $40. They're selling sweatshirts for $70. And in my opinion, this is totally justified through the high perceived value that they're showing on their website, on their social media, in their imagery, in their social proof. Like they're doing so many things right in their uh, strategic branding with the inside neck labels. Mm -hmm. They're just doing so many things right that uh, a lot of brands can easily justify this kind of price. And clearly their success speaks for itself. They are getting these prices. Um, so yeah. very impressed, like across the board, well, what are your thoughts, Gary? Yeah. The big thing that I wanted to say is that when you go to their website, again, parksproject.us, we'll put it in the, in the show notes and everything, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a, it's a really good website. So it, it might, if you go here and you're like, I want to get some inspiration from it, the inspiration, you, you can take a lot of inspiration from it, but it's, it's not like you're not going to pop a free Shopify theme on there and be able to create this, you know, it's very, it's custom, right? Mm -hmm. But what, what I want to kind of take from that is what you should, what, what inspiration you should be able to take from this is what are they, what are they doing on this website that you can replicate? And there's a few things that you touched on, but just to kind of put it in a more, you know, a, like a, like a digestible thing, which you can take from this web, from this website by looking at it. Number one, it is clean and you know laid out well. Number Very two, so. so so it's keep it clean. You know they're using a lot of high quality imagery, including pictures of people wearing their items. Right? They have standard mockups on every product, along with a lifestyle mockup. That uh, their standard mockups are just very nice, high quality mockups. But then they also mm. have a lifestyle mockup of somebody wearing that item. I think on every project they have, or on every product they have that. Then below that, they have collections, right? So let's take it back. They start with a banner. Below that, they've got some collections. Then they've got some best-selling products. Then they've got some more collections. These are all things you could duplicate in Shopify, right, to some degree. 
Then they have their cause right before that, right after that. Certified B Corp. You know, we're a certified B Corp, kind of a little bit about what they're about. They also have some of that at the top. Then they have some more best-selling products. Uh, then they have some blog articles or some videos to kind of get you more acclimated with the brand. And then they have social proof. They have a mm -hmm. Instagram feed where you can see customers wearing their, their products. You can see some of their content. Like all of that's duplicatable, you know, for you to actually duplicate it. All of the elements they have on this website are all things that we're constantly harping on, right? Mm -hmm. Start with a banner, showcase your best-selling products, make sure you have high-quality lifestyle mock-ups, make sure you have social proof on your front page, a little bit about, about your brand, about your cause. Like All those things can be duplicated on your homepage. That doesn't mean it has to look like you had a professional website designer you know, actually code it, custom code it. Um, so I just wanted to say that, that like, it's about what they're doing more to me that you can take from it and be like, oh, I need these types of elements on my website to mm -hmm. make it a really trustworthy and high, high end, high perceived value brand. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I, I love what you said there. I also really like their navigation because what I like about it is they keep it really simple. Like if you look at the navigation menu items across that the top of their website, I'm looking on desktop. What was that? No, it's a good point. Is there yeah. there's not a lot up there? No, there's not a lot. But here's the thing. They have a massive amount of sub menu items. So they keep it really clean and they focus on four areas. So if you just look at the navigation menu items on their website, it's only four things. One, shop, of course. Two, collections. Three, get involved. And four, about us. That's all you need. Like, this is like so powerful. They've got an awesome story. They you know, it, it, it's so awesome that you can get involved with this brand. Like they have all these things, uh, you know, volunteer Alliance parks guides. They have parks guides, top 10 guides. They have, um, music playlists for the trails. They've got a park finder. Like they're offering so much value on their website. And I just think that someone that's really passionate about this niche would absolutely be over the moon happy if they stumbled upon this website. And, if you go to anything like shop, for example, a, a lot of sub menu items drop down, which is totally fine because it look, it appears really, really clean. And then only when you click on that or scroll over it, you're going to see all these sub menu items. And they did a great job of making those look clean too, but there's a lot. And so I just really like how they kept it really simple with four things that I think are probably the four most important things that if I were them, I would put up there as well. Um, yeah. I just wanted to point that out. Good stuff. Cool, cool. All right, why don't we move on to number four? So we've talked about niche, we've talked about designs, we've talked about website, and now we're moving on to marketing. So first off, clearly, in my opinion, maybe you think differently, Carrie. I, clearly, their main acquisition channel is Instagram. Okay, well, well, let's stop here because there's some really interesting things you can take from this. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree with you. I think their main main acquisition channel is Instagram as far as organic, you know, uh, actually probably even paid. They're probably doing most paid they ads. They are doing paid ads. A lot. They are doing paid ads. I've got their paid ads pulled up so we can Same. look at them. But mm -hmm. I, I think they may be running a lot of most of those paid ads to Instagram specifically, you know, because that's where their audience is. So check this out. They have 780,000 followers on Instagram. Okay, 780,000 followers. So I pulled up their Facebook and their TikTok. Facebook has 85,000 likes. That's uh, 
what like they have over seven X on Instagram. Mm. Did you look at their TikTok? I didn't actually look at their TikTok. I only looked at their Facebook and Instagram. How many followers? Because do you think they, they didn't have, have a TikTok. How many followers do you need to have? They didn't have a TikTok icon on their website, so I was like, okay, mm. clearly that's not a primary acquisition channel that for them. Makes sense. They, they have, how many how much, followers how much, do you think they have on TikTok? Take a guess. I'm gonna guess like ten thousand or something. Thirty-three thousand. Thirty-three thousand. Okay. So okay. in fact, in fact, Still a lot of their impressive. a lot of their TikToks. Uh, I don't think they have any viral TikToks. I don't see one. Uh, like most of them are in the hundreds uh, with some of them in the low thousands. Like the highest ones I see are like, uh, actually they have one viral one, 26,000. Most of them are like really low though. But anyways, my point is, here's my point. Going back to your ideal customer, the age demographic, kind of that thing. We said millennials. Where do millennials spend the most time on social media? Instagram, 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 Instagram. Yes. Yeah. And so, and so like just going back to that, it's like one of the things that again, we just are so passionate about and in, in helping others with is like, you have to know where your ideal customer is hanging out. Yes. That's the place you need to go market. In this case, if they want to go after millennials that are into these things, like they're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So they have over 5,000 posts on Instagram. They have 780,000 followers which is about 10 times more than even Facebook and way more than 10 times what they have. It's like, how many? That's like 25 times what they have on TikTok or something. So yeah. uh, that's where they're, that's clearly where their focus is and where they're bringing in most uh, customers and you know, building brand loyalty. Yeah, and I wanna just kind of double down on that point. Like guys, anyone listening to this, all you need is, is one single primary acquisition channel to create a six, a seven, or an eight-figure brand. That's it. You just need to dominate one. And kind of going on what Kerry was saying, like find out where your ideal target audience is congregating and make that your primary acquisition channel. If you are targeting millennials, Instagram is awesome. If you're targeting baby boomers, Facebook can be really good. If you're targeting Gen Z, TikTok is really powerful. Like find out where your ideal target audience is honk congregating and dominate that channel. And that's all, that's all you need. One primary acquisition channel, one primary retention channel, something like email marketing or SMS. That's what we teach is that's all you need to create a highly successful brand. And these guys are a perfect example of that. They're clearly dominating Instagram. They clearly don't care so much about Facebook and TikTok. Like they're putting their energy into Instagram and it shows their Instagram page is beautiful. They've done such a good job of creating like a beautifully curated grid. And one thing that's nice about Instagram specifically for this brand is that it's very visual. Like it's a very visual platform and they're in national parks, which if anyone has been to national parks, they are just stunning. Like national parks are some of the most beautiful places I've ever seen on earth. And it just makes so much sense that Instagram would be your primary acquisition channel for a niche like this. Uh, and they get tons of engagement on Instagram too. Lots of likes, lots of views on their reels. Um, they've got a very passionate following here. It shows. Well, yeah, I was, I was going to add, um, they are definitely showcasing their products on Instagram, but mm -hmm. they're very much mixing it up with other types of content. It's yeah. some, again, something we always just are talking about, but, um, and all this is so much so fresh on my mind. Cause I just got out of the launcher brand challenge, like teaching for like 15 to 20 hours last week, just like 
all this stuff. So I'm just like, yeah, I, I, it's it's good good to see this. But um, no, I was looking at. Yeah. Sorry, go. What sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought I thought you were done. No, go. No, go. I was gonna say in the reels. You know, looking at their reels, they have reels with hundreds of thousands of, of views, mm -hmm. and almost everyone, or maybe even everyone that has that has like got kind of gone viral, um, it's always value related content. Now the people in the in the reels are wearing their items, of course, because when you go hike a mountain, like or go to a national park, uh, yeah, you're gonna wear these clothes. That's what they're for. Um, but like looking at, you know, one that has, uh, 128,000 views, it's, if you're going to Yosemite, you need to hear this. And it's oh, like, it's so like, good. it's literally like tips from it's tips from a, like a park ranger at Yosemite. They're talking to a park ranger and they're like, what do we need to know if we're going to go to Yosemite? And he gives you these tips and tricks, same things like on another one. Uh, this one says how Yosemite looks, looks and feels and sounds right now. Like if you were there right now, what would you be hearing? What would you be seeing? And it's like this beautiful imagery. So it's it's like value content. And in fact, like mm -hmm. that one I just clicked on, which is 159,000 views and has 11,000 likes and a bunch of comments. Um, there's not any products in it. There's right. not any products in that one. It's just a beautiful, you know, video of Yosemite. And yeah. no, trend, no well, trending music. You got to hear the park. <laughs> One with nature. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they do a really good job of, of offering value. And like something that we do not encourage ever that I see so many people making this mistake is literally just posting your products, especially at the beginning when you're new and no one really knows who you are. Product posts generally get significantly less engagement than value posts. Mm -hmm. And so when you're trying to build up your Instagram following and you're trying to get more followers and you're trying to get people hooked in, the best way to do that is to give emotion evoking and relatable content, to put emotion evoking and relatable content out there. That's going to draw in a lot of people. And then you can market to them with your products. You know, you can, you can sprinkle in a product every four or five posts at the beginning. You can sell in your stories. You can promote them there. But these guys just do, they, they over deliver on value. And it's like a page that you want to follow if you're passionate about national parks. Their Instagram grid is beautiful with, lot, with lots of captivating images that if you've been to one of these national parks, it's going to catch your eye. Like a, a, a park that I've been to that I absolutely love that was so distinctive looking was the Arches in Utah. I went there and I was like, man, this is wild or Moab or the Badlands. And when, whenever I see images of them, they catch my eye because I was there. I remember it. And so they're posting like relatable content, very much emotion evoking. Like you see it, if you're a national parks enthusiast, um, then that's going to catch your eye, but captivating images and videos of national parks. And aside from posting their products, they feature a lot of parks. They tell stories, they feature park rangers. They share fun facts about national parks and they introduce people making a difference in the national park space. So they're just over delivering on value towards their ideal target audience. And I pulled up someone here that they're clearly doing some sort of collaboration with um, on their Instagram because there's multiple posts from her. So her name is, uh, ooh, that is hard to say, Laulima Hawaii. I probably totally butchered that name, but they, they say here in the, in the caption, we're so excited to introduce you to um, Daniel Weber. I guess that's her name. Her handle is Lalima Hawaii, a conservation biologist and artist based in Hawaii. 
And then I go to her Instagram page. I see she has a huge following already. And in her bio, it says, let's preserve biodiversity together. Think about like the ideal target audience is following her. And so yeah. this is just so strategic on an influencer standpoint. They're not just choosing anyone to wear their products. They're choosing this woman who is uh, in Hawaii, the endangered species cap of the world, it says on her page, our dream is an extinction-free Hawaii. I'm reading her bio here. And then she says, let's preserve biodiversity together. You don't think that her, that the people hanging out on her page and following her are just like the perfect fit for a Brown Lake Park project. This is so ideal. So they probably went out, they probably saw this woman, they probably had her on their radar. They probably, you know, talked to her, probably followed her and they collaborated with her. And that's very, very powerful. This is so much more powerful than just finding any random influencer and getting them to wear your product. This is actually someone that legitimately very much aligns with their values. So they're very strategic clearly in who they're partnering with as kind of ambassadors or influencers. Yeah, look, taking a look at the uh, taking a look at the Facebook and Instagram ads. So first of all, they're running a lot of Instagram and Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take a wild guess here. My guess is that they're getting a lot of organic traffic. And I'll I think it's probably because more than anything, it's probably because of word of mouth and people talking about their brand, wearing their brand because they're already so big. There's a lot of there's a lot of people already wearing their stuff. But then with the cause that they have. Uh, that you know they've given 2.5 million plus back to national parks and rebuilding them. There's probably just a lot of buzz, people talking about them, and so they're getting a lot of. I guarantee they're getting a lot of organic traffic, because mm -hmm. a lot of these ads do look like different forms of retargeting, um, mm -hmm. which you can usually tell be a lot of times because of the ad copy isn't like the craziest ad copy a lot of times right. on some of those. Uh, retargeting ads but they are running a lot of different ads they're a mix of um a mix of images and a mix of videos and uh they're really to be honest with you they're not like anything too special one that i really like is um I li they're running a they're running an ad that they've ac they're actually running they're running this ad kind of over and over in different styles uh one that i like is that they're doing like a like a image of a outfit and all of the all of the outfit items are their brand. So they've got one that you know it's a it's a it's a women's one. It's got a couple different pairs of pants like on one image, and then it's got some shorts and it's got a top. And then mm -hmm. they're doing another one that you know has a hat and socks and shoes and all these different things. And I really like how they've got that laid out. Um, another thing that I noticed is they're running a lot of different formats of ads. So mm -hmm. they've got square ads, they've got wide ads. But then they've also got uh, they've also got a lot. This is okay. This is a trend, which should be we should expect. But this is a trend I've been seeing across so many different brands, including our last brand, Whole Strength, is that they're running a lot of tall ads that are that are designed for reels and stories. Yep. So the interesting thing about this brand is that most of those ads are um, are images. So, mm -hmm. but if you're not aware, like if you're scrolling through reels you can hit image ads in those reels, but they're just formatted so they fill up the whole screen. They look really, really professional. They look, you know, like they, they take up your entire screen. And, uh, and so it looks like they're having a lot of success with those types of ads. I mean, we could go on and on. There's so much to take from yeah. here. 
But I think the biggest thing I would take from these ads is that, again, similar to previous brands we talked about and looked at, they have, I think, found a format with this like, like uh, outfit layout type thing that they're running mm-hmm. a lot of those. So I'm seeing one that it's hard to describe, but I'm, I'm seeing like at least three or four different versions of that same ad design that yeah. they obviously have been like, oh, this works. So we're going to keep replicating this because it works. One more thing I want to take from the ads is literally probably 99% of these ads, and they're running hundreds of ads. They're running hundreds of different ads. Probably 99% of these ads, the tagline they have under the call to action or under the headline is 2.5 million plus given back. There's, they're, they're putting a real emphasis on the fact that if you see an ad, you know right off the bat they have given 2.5 million plus to national parks. And so they're really, really banking on that cause. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really, really well said. I don't actually have that much to add to it because you kind of said it all really well. Uh, the one thing I will say though, is that the ads are all very product focused. So if you go on their grid, if you go on their Instagram profile, there's a lot of value posts and they kind of sprinkle in product posts throughout there as well. But, I believe what they're doing is they're retargeting those organic viewers. You can do this in meta ads, in Facebook, Instagram ads. People that view your content, people that watch your reels, um, your followers, I think that they're retargeting or they're they're targeting all those people with ads that are all about the products. So yes. they're like, okay, first they're attracting them, they're drawing in with all this crazy amount of value on their Instagram feed. Like you want to follow these guys if you're in this niche. And then now what they can do is they can run ads to all of those people who are their ideal target audience. And they're all very product focused. They do a really good job of making the product the hero of the image. They look very professional and they're they're really cool ad creatives. Like if mm-hmm. you just look at what they're doing, like they're pretty simple. Most of them are pretty simple, but they they look still really clean and really professional. So good. Um I think that pretty much wraps it up, man. Any final thoughts? Yeah. No, I, um, I, I, I think that was a lot. There's a lot to digest there. This was a lot of fun doing this brand because they're so good at staying on niche. Everything is about their niche. Everything is centered around their niche. And there is so much power in that. Like we cannot stress this enough. Uh, if you guys, if, if you're struggling with niche, like DM us, email us, like, yeah. We want to help people get this dialed in because honestly, before you even move on to things like your designs, your website, your marketing, I truly believe, I think Carrie would agree with me that the most important thing at the beginning is figuring out what your niche is. Like, who are you going to create your products for? Who specifically are you going to create your products for? And by getting this out of the way really, really, really fast, or, or just kind of like having that really drilled down, it's going to make every other element that designs the website and the marketing so much easier. Yeah. Reach out to us, uh, support at the number six figurefounder.com. We'd love to know if you like these episodes because, uh, we did, obviously, I think we, we looked at the, uh, we were looking at the episode, how, how much it's been listened to, from the last seven figure brand breakdown. And it was actually our highest listened to episode in the last two months, yeah. uh, which was episode 29. So a quick shout out. If you, if you like this episode, cause we're coming to the end of this episode, if you like this one, you want more content like this, 
Go listen to episode 29 because we do another seven-figure brand breakdown. And mm-hmm. then send us an email to support at sixfigurefounder.com and say, hey, I love these episodes to do more. And we'd love to I, – I think I, I think these are my favorite types of episodes. They're I really so like much these. fun. I really like, doing like, man, yeah. they're so – and they just give you so much, like, inspiration and motivation. They get you excited, right? I, yeah. I totally agree. Like, these are, like, some of the most fun episodes to do. I love doing all of them, but, like, these are some of the most fun. And – uh also, uh, you can DM us too. You can DM us, you know, um, at Ecom Legends Academy, the way it's spelt on Instagram. That's where I check the most my DMs. Carrie at Carrie Egler on Instagram uh, because we want everyone to get crystal clear on their niche. We yeah. really, really do. That's it's going to make your life so much easier. Uh, so, with that, why don't we wrap it up here? Like Carrie said, if you guys liked it, let us know. We'll keep them coming. I've already got a list of other brands I want to do, Carrie. Let's go. Like Let's go. really successful, really cool e-commerce brands. So if you guys want more, you got to let us know because really this podcast is going where you guys want it to go. We, we are making a lot of decisions based on the feedback and based on the data, like the episodes that people are tuned into the most, that they're enjoying the most, and that they're telling us that they're enjoying the most. So we've got lots more where that came from. So thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. We really appreciate you with uh, being here with us, and we will talk to you very soon. See you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us an honest review on whichever platform you're listening on. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.